0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk, Michigan Edition. Jeff here. Dan, what's going on, dude?
1: Want to know fantasy, baby? What's up?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, money, more tears, flaunting my stuff this week. I had a great week beating down Tyler, you know, what I do best. So, yeah, it was a good week. You know, Michigan uh, got the dub. I went two and three in fantasy, or two and one in fantasy. Um, Patriots played really good made me pretty optimistic about what I'm going to see from them this year. I feel, uh, I had a pretty good football weekend. So, oh, yeah. you know, all around, uh, pretty encouraging stuff. What about you? how you have a good weekend?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the Raiders pulled out a, a weird game versus the Broncos. Uh, you know, Michigan obviously won and, you know, I'm in three, I'm in three fancy leagues and the other two, I, uh, I got killed, but in Monday Morning Tears is the all, only one that really matters to me. And I won. I was sweating it out going in that uh, that game last night. Josh Allen got me barely enough to win, so it is what it is. Yeah, you know, I uh, in in one of my three leagues,
0: the Dynasty League that I started this year. Um, I didn't personally start it. I'm in a league that got started, mm-hmm. and uh, I went up against Aaron Rodgers. I was down. I think I was down three points. He had Rogers. I had Conklin and Lazard. And Rogers got zero. And Lazard and Conklin combined for six. So I won by three points. Like <laughs> kind of a kind of a shitty outing, but I'll take the W. That's all it that matters. Um, so here we are. Uh Michigan moves to two-0. They beat UNLV. Nothing shocking here. Uh, really good outing from the team. They don't cover the spread if that's something you care about. But uh, the same the same guys as last week, uh, Roman Wilson, Blake Coram, continue to dominate scoring the touchdowns. They seem to be the two biggest offensive players. I think a lot of people probably thought Donovan Edwards would fall into that category this year. But it's really been JJ McCarthy. Then pretty, uh, I'd probably say Roman and then Blake. Honestly, just from where the production's been, Blake's been great. Um, initial points on just the offense: the thirty-five-seven. Take it away.
1: Yeah, I mean, excuse me. Same, same, same guys from last week, but yeah, JJ McCarthy is just uh, looked really good, man. I know it's against. Uh, two lesser type opponents, but I mean, command of the offense is there. The gunslinger arm talent is showing out. I mean, putting the ball in some tight windows and, you know, just has, has taken care of the ball last year we're still kind of getting over that 2021 hump of, you know, making a few questionable decisions, but again, so far so good. I mean, a lot can change from now. It's a big 10 play, but I mean, um, we got to judge off what we see on the field. And so far, it's been good, good uh, positive vibes. Um, and they finally filled the the stat column, or excuse me, the sack column um, on the chart. They five total team sacks. And, you know, Chris Jenkins, Jan Harrell, Kenneth Grant, Mason Graham, they all got in there and uh, contributed. And um, they really beat up on the, on the UNLV guys. Um, and then they went 7-12 to on third down, which was pretty cool. The only thing that was kind of like, a damn type of moment was when they tried to go for it on fourth down and couldn't convert. Other than that, they got no no qualms about the offense.
0: Yeah, I I think
1: J.J. has just continued to take
0: leaps that we expected unfairly um, probably his freshman year. Looking back, I think I was probably a little too critical of him. Part, mm-hmm. part of actually to be fair i wasn't really that critical of him i was critical of harbaugh and the spots that he was putting him in but still um right. i was probably a little critical of him and then last year as soon as he took the job i was kind of like in his corner but i didn't know exactly what we'd be getting i'm not gonna toot our horn i mean it's eastern carolina and unlv but he's looked he's looked incredible like like mm-hmm. zero complaints i don't have a single one um so I believe this is the second straight game he hasn't been sacked. Uh, he's completing well over 86% of his passes, and he's got five t- total touchdowns through two games. Which actually brings me to the question we haven't really talked about it. I don't think we would really got to do much predicting as far as like long term. I believe it's still, it's 25, right? Is the single season passing touchdown record? We've been through this a half a dozen times.
1: I feel like never. Is it played. 25? I believe it's 25, John Navarre. yeah. That's got to get beat this year, right? You you would think so. It's not a lot. but It's not. It's really not. It's just the type of team that Michigan's always been is run first. But um, I think it's very doable. And, you know, this year with them being more balanced, he's going to be throwing the ball more. He already has. I mean, if you were to tell me in the beginning of the season – oh, he's going to throw it 30 times a week one and 25 the following week. I'm like, you're out of your damn mind. But he has. And uh, I don't know what he's on pace for right now. But you, you think that, you know, 28, 29 is fairly doable.
0: I know you were pretty reserved um, in the preseason when asked about what this offense would look like. You were like, yeah, I think it's just going to be the same old run team that we've been seeing. What are your opinions through two games they are trying so
1: hard to be 50-50? I mean, I like it. You know, we've I've said it before. I don't care if they run triple option as long as they win. But in order for us to get to the next level and win the national championship and knock off Georgia or whoever's going to be there at the end, they have to be balanced. I mean, you can be successful running the ball a million times, but when you get up to the upper echelon, you're gonna run into a roadblock eventually. Like we talk about Georgia's defense being a one of one in 2021 all the time here, but you know, just because Michigan got stopped at that game doesn't mean Michigan's running game was bad. It's just they weren't complete overall, and that's just what happens when you run into a, a, a caliber that high. But as of right now, man, if they if JJ McCarthy excuse me, if JJ McCarthy can play. At a high level like this the whole season, I, why can't that be in favor of some of the national championship? That's what's held Michigan back for the last two years is is been the kind of the quarterback play. You now he obviously he got his first start last year and made some mistakes, but you know, again, I'm not, you know, gonna hang that over his head now.
0: Yeah, I think if there's one thing that's concerning about this team, and I don't know that it's concerning, but it is kind of head scratching to say the least donovan edwards currently this past week he had 11 touches for 34 35 yards six carries for nine yards too that's what i'm saying so total between the you know it's catching and rush like what are you what are we getting like is this is
1: this an injury is this a bottle up is this play design is this just like what is going on here i don't know what's going on and you know um Especially in the first half, there, him and Blake are behind the same offensive line. Now, I kind of made a comment about that on, uh, on my show last night. Is it looks like Donovan? I, I don't know if he's got a leg issue he's recovering from or what. I know I, we all know last year was basically the the cast on his hand that I, that doesn't prohibit you from running, but like he doesn't seem decisive when he hits the hole. And this is just my Monday morning quarterback. You know, analysis, but looks hesitant. Doesn't break a tackle. He goes down way too easy, and I just don't see a burst there. Now, with Blake Horam, granted the offensive line's been great last few years, especially last year when Blake Horam was the main main carry. But he makes them look good at times because he can break one or two tackles. And like there was a play this past weekend uh, against L V where he meets the, the nose guard, like, right when he receives the ball, but he spins off of him. Like, if that was in better words, he's getting supplanted right there. And so I'm just – I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if it's just his run style, what's going on. But, like, you look at the Purdue game, you look at the Ohio State game, and even look at the uh, TCU game, he's making dudes miss on one jump cut, and it's just not happening this time around. I'm not sure what's going on, but he is really, really easy to get taken down. Yeah, it almost feels like
0: he doesn't have any burst, which I know that's not true. Right. I mean, it's it's just so head-scratching. That's why I said it's not concerning, because I don't think there's anything wrong with him. But it is very weird. Like, you're too dynamic, too explosive, too much of a playmaker. There's too much evidence. I mean, hell, ask Ohio State, troll, 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 troll. Um, there's too much evidence of him being dominant for him to just be like literally a non-factor. At this point, I'm not saying bench him, but it's, it's it's gotten to a point where it's like if this was against a really good team, you'd be like, we can't put you out there anymore.
1: You know right. what I
0: mean? There is right. something weird. You'd, you'd think that would... Not you watch. As soon as they play a halfway decent team, Uh, Nebraska here in a couple weeks, their defense. Watch him break a long one or something. I can see Mm. that. So, yeah, uh, let's get into likes, dislikes. More of um,
1: what'd you like? Kind of touched on it already, JJ. The 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 sack numbers coming in bunches this time around. Um, Blake Corum under 100 yards, but he's averaging 7.3 last week, 5.3 this week. Tyler Morris. Kind of made a little blip on the radar. And then Roman Wilson's already scored more touchdowns than he did last year. He's got five this year. He had four all of last year. And he is, again, we're only judging off what we see so far. I know it's ECU, UNLV, but, I mean, Roman Wilson is well-deserving of the one jersey so far.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've never been, like, a, a massive, like, oh, he's wearing the one type deal. I mean, literally, Angel Anthony wore the one for three years and wasn't good. So, yeah, it's not – or two years.
1: It's not – it's never been like a – The meaning has lost its luster after Lloyd Carr, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
0: more, no, I agree.
1: That was a more of a traditional thing from the Lloyd Carr coaching tree and previously. I, obviously, you always had the left tackle, number 77. The best receiver on your team is number one. But, yeah, it kind of, after one card, it just stopped. Because, first of all, Richard Rodriguez didn't give a shit. So, it, it changed ever since then. And, and Brady
0: Hoke let the long receiver wear it. He allowed, he put it on Devin Funches instead of Jeremy Gallon. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was half the problem, too. Um, yeah, so I think, ultimately, you know, we've watched enough Michigan games together. Uh, we've been doing this pod long enough together. A lot of the things that you say I'm going to say, I say you're going to say, we mimic a lot. The two things I wrote down maybe a little different. JJ's Heisman campaign. That's what this feels like to me. I just feel like Jim Harbaugh realized he he kind of hinted to this the other day. He said, we want to have the best quarterback on the best team. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. That literally means we want the Heisman trophy winner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's think about it (laughs) the last best quarterback on the best team has won the heisman eight out of the last 12 seasons something crazy right Mm -hmm. so that's what he kind of said in in no no plain terms uh so i love that just how he's looked how he's progressed um the the strides we've seen and then i also wrote down sack party week one they get zero this week they had five in the first half everyone's getting a sack you get a sack you get a sack you get a sack i mean that's what it was uh, dislikes, I'll take this away. I'm I'm pulling strings here, okay? Because <laughs> you're playing bad football teams. You're not doing too much wrong. Where the H is Alex Orgy, I know there was some, per Harbaugh, there was some confusion that Mike was supposed to play Alex Orgy, but, okay, you didn't say anything after week one. So it's been two weeks now we haven't seen Alex Orgy. Mm-hmm and you know i said this after the first game you you called him the greatest punt returner, kick returner, or whatever in the history of the, of the world and we've still yet to see him and he doesn't take even third string quarterback snaps something's off here and then my second one come on these are bad football teams can you just cover a spread just entertain us throw the ball a little bit more aggressively run the ball a little more aggressively um your second stringers that's fine but still be aggressive let's let's cover a damn spread these aren't crazy spreads
1: right what do you got i mean we kind of hit the diamond words is disappointing something i'm not liking the um the offensive line again Nitpicking here still has to get more consistent they did improve from week one in my opinion um I didn't like See, it's so hard like to, to to really go off here but I mean really it's just the Donovan Edwards thing and the Alex Orgy thing apparently I don't know about him but Jane Donegal was supposed to get more playing time this last weekend and instead Mike Hart put in uh total first and it, 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 he mixed it around from what Jim Harbaugh wanted so this weekend we're supposed to see Orgy and Donegal. I don't know we'll see We'll get across that bridge when we get there. But in terms of dislike, that's all I really have, um, to be honest. But you know, I feel like we do need to be beating these teams a little bit more. And I thought that with you they would have. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's a real, that's really what I got. Is it weird that I didn't know who Jane Denigal was? No, it- he's been on, he's been on the team for a couple of years. But I mean, he's I mean he's so far down the depth chart, you know. Yeah, he
0: is a mammoth, though. He's 6'5",
1: 230. Yeah. That's a big boy. That's a big
0: boy. Um, yeah, he had one pass for 35 yards connected. So, I mean, that's kind of good. But, yeah, I just thought at this point I would have at least known this name. But when he came in on Saturday, I'm like, oh, that's new. And I mm-hmm. thought it was weird because I expected Orgy in that spot. Or it wouldn't have shocked me if it was J.J. Tuttle slash Warren then the other one, then Alex, but you see Tuttle. Tuttle gets hurt, Warren comes in, and then it's Senegal. I was like, okay, that's weird. But uh, more of, I'll, I'll take this away, I, Donovan Edwards. We Not more of is in, like, more of this trash, more of in like, we need to see the Diamond Edwards that we know of. Um, and I've just gotten to the point where I, I kind of miss Jim Harbaugh. I've been listening to the uh, – Oh, why can I? I'm drawing a blank. It's um, podcast weekly. It's basically, the Michigan radio show. Oh, John Jansen. Gosh. So, John Jansen hosts the, uh, the Michigan radio show every week with Jim Harbaugh. And we've said this for so long, but, like, Jim Harbaugh is such a good freaking dude. Like, listen to him talk on this week. He went, I think he almost went 30 minutes. And they barely talked Michigan football. They talked about him being the chain gang for his son's football game, him forgetting the Gatorade for his son's football game and Mm -hmm. having to send his wife to go get Gatorades and snacks. And basically him talking about how, you know, back in his day, they barely got water, let alone snack. Just like listening to him being dad mode was, was really cool. Mm. Uh, He talked about his connection, his dad's connection with Bowling Green State University. Uh, He even sang the fight song on the radio and he was so passionate about it and just like growing up around that area and and passing the stadium as a kid and uh, gosh, what else did he talk about? Just like so many things that weren't related to the Michigan football team. I just literally thought to myself like, yeah, we need this guy back. I mean, it's, it's time and you know. I don't want to get, I don't even want to get deep into this, but there are other coaches in the Big Ten that are doing things allegedly way worse. So it's just like our suspension feels so laughable at this point. Like, can we just, can we just move on? Like, it's just, it's laughable. But uh, I'm ready for week four when we yeah. play Nebraska and, and he's back on the start. or Rutgers or I don't even remember. Yeah, it's Nebraska, right? It's, it's, R- 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 yeah. Yeah, it is Rutgers. Okay. So it's Rutgers and then Nebraska. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm just I'm just ready for some Big Ten football. Harbaugh to be back on the sideline and us to be
1: clicking again. Mm-hmm. What do you got more of? Well, to touch it real quick before I do that, though, to touch on your on the whole chain, like his little you know Father's Day type weekend, or whatever. I, there was a it was like over the winter time, maybe it was late fall, but he was on like Detroit local news, or whatever, and he was on a police body cam. Jim Harbaugh was because there was a bad storm and a tree had fallen across the street. And so the cop comes up to him, and Jim's just, like, in a sweatshirt and sweatpants, gray sweatpants, middle of night. And uh, he didn't, like, hey, I'm Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan. over, and he's like, hey, I'm Jim. He's like, you want a hand? So then he helps the police officer move the tree across the street. I just thought that was cool. Like, he could have made it, you know, about himself. But, I mean, he's not that type of guy anyway. But, you know, he's just a run-of-the-mill average guy out there, just, you know, being a good Samaritan. So, yeah, that was pretty pretty funny and cool as well but uh for more of um just a young freshman to get in you know i mentioned on my show that i really want to see like cameron calhoun and jair hill the freshman corners to you know make a play on a ball when they have a shot and opportunity to do so and maybe get a pick force fumble do something to uh to have people remember their names and then um even just uh even on offense the 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 skill position players like Talking about Jane Denigal, he threw a thirty-five yard pass, and it was to the freshman wide receiver Samaj Morgan. So uh, like to see um, those guys get involved. Yeah, um, I think that
0: uh, pretty much does it for UNLV. Anything else? Negative. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little week one recap here. Uh, week two. Sorry. Thank you. Week you're, two. In, you're in a fall mode right now. Dude, I'm totally in NFL mode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, week two re Technically week three, because week zero, whatever the crap that is. No, but right, for right. real. Um, we're in week two mode here. Colorado. Uh, I know you were reserved. I was telling you I thought they'd beat the breaks off Nebraska. Though the score looked bad, I thought the game was really close. Um where where are you at on Colorado? It's got to be the most talked about team. I feel like we have to talk about it again.
1: Yeah, I uh, they they've they've moved the meter in my opinion. Again, I'm not ready to go full you know D ride mode, but you know Nebraska has a good defense. The score doesn't indicate how close it was because the Huskers offense is atrocious. Their quarterback, I kind of felt bad for him, Jeff Sims, because he's just getting grilled on uh, the halftime show and. They're but like, he won't Dude. stop turning the ball over through two yeah. weeks. I know. I trust me. I know. I feel bad, you know, because I, you know, being a teenage kid at that point, it's like everyone's got your head on a travel block. I, I granted, if I them if, if this was Michigan, I'd be in that same boat, you know, being critical. But, um, you know, they just the defense couldn't get off the field, and after a while, Colorado was gonna start pulling away. Colorado shot themselves in the foot numerous times. You know, Shadur Sanders. Didn't look great for a while there either. They were doing penalties and self-afflicting uh, wounds. And so it was just back and forth because either neither team really could uh, initiate the kill shot. And then Jeff Sims, you know, he does break a long run down the sideline to kind of make up for something. But, you know, at that point, the defense was just absolutely exhausted. And Travis Hunter was just in X-Factor mode at that point. So um, Nebraska just. It sucks because – I don't want to say it sucks, but, I mean, as for them, it does because, you know, they have a, a decent team, but their quarterback play is, is dragging them down. Do you know who Nebraska's backup is? I know. I have no idea. Brock Purdy's
0: little brother. Is it really? Oh, you know it what? It is.
1: I heard that in the broadcast.
0: Yes, it is Brock Purdy's little brother. Put that sucker in, dude. I'm all for the Purdy brothers. <laughs> um, just Just a quick second here. I want your take on this. I just it just came back to me. Um, this is no secret. I talk about this quite often. I'm a big fan of busting with the boys, okay? And the dynamic on that show is Taylor Lewan, Michigan, Will Compton, Nebraska, and they have some guys in the back of the bus, as they call it. And the head of their social media slash I think he's kind of even a producer. His name's Jack. I like Jack a lot. He's super funny. He's a Tennessee guy. And he was coming at Taylor last week, okay, saying that Michigan does not play anybody with a pulse, okay, and that if if Tennessee played Michigan today, they would win. And I'm curious as to your opinion. Michigan beat UNLV 35-7. UNLV is 1-1 one one on the year, okay? And Tennessee beat Austin Peavy, who's 0-2 on the year, 30-13. to I, this podcast started in 2020. Joe Milton was the quarterback. You know how I feel about Joe Milton. I liked him. I wanted him to succeed. I still want him to succeed. We'd kick the shit out
1: of Tennessee, wouldn't we? I sure as hell hope so, and... I mean, I mean, Tennessee's play two teams that are 0 and 2 now. So then they play, they play out Florida. That's a conference game, and then they have UTSA. They play Texas San Antonio at home, the fourth game. I'm so, and then they play that that special SEC game, non-conference in November against UConn. Nobody with a pulse personified right here. I'm so tired of. Well, the Big Ten don't play anybody. I'm like, the SEC conveniently has that November game that means absolutely nothing. So, it like a bye week, barely have to show up and play. So, that, that is a lazy a lazy take. And, I mean, I don't really listen to Boston with the boys, but this Jack dude can shove it. Yeah, and Jack's a cool dude. I like him a lot. But, like, the way he was talking,
0: like – Come on, dude. Like, I just found it comical that you're playing Austin PV, and you're talking trash that we're playing another bad team. And who did who you say they played week one? Who did you say they played? Virginia,
1: and they're 0-2. Like, what? <laughs> Come like on. If, like, if Virginia played ECU on the field, we don't know who was going to win that game. Could be either one of them scrubs. I bet you Eastern Carolina. They were 83 <laughs> last year. <laughs> so... And, you know, and while we're on it, we we addressed it like back in May when we did our, when we were doing our Jim Harbaugh uh, show. And, you know, I talked about how the whole thing, um, it got brought up somewhere. I think it was on the bustle of the boys or something about how Michigan, Michigan schedule. Oh, it was uh, Dan Katz from Barstow was making fun of Michigan back in the day. Yes. When I, playing like, uh, ymca teams i'm like literally everybody in the midwest i mean all college football did that back then you know, were barely driving model t's at the time the transportation was ass i mean and he's a wisconsin fan i'm like i went on and i looked at the wisconsin teams they played i mean they played doctors and surgeons they played ymca they played a navy flight school like so those those two solid takes are so preschool it's absolutely ridiculous and it it fires me up because it's like you you can't be that stupid. Um, it's it's literally the most like
0: we're trying to find reasons to diss Michigan. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love it because that literally means we're we're at the top again. <laughs> Ain't nobody dissing Michigan when they suck. You know yeah. What I mean? So I love it. Speaking of at the top again, Texas goes into Bama. Lays the smack down. 34-24. They walk away with a W. Quinn Ewers looks very good. Offensive, defensive lines look very good. Uh is this more Texas? Is more Bama? A little bit of both. Where are you at on this? A
1: little bit of both. Now, everyone is all up on the Colorado train. I'm kind of on the train that Alabama and Clemson are starting to lose steam. And I think that uh, they're kind of running out of their momentum. Now, a lot can change, you know, next season or at the end of how this year finishes out. But I think Bama's is going to take a step back and Texas is going to take a step forward. And um, Quinn Ewers is a long horn. He's not a Buckeye, but I bet you Buckeye fans are um, wishing that he uh, didn't get away couple of I think there's a couple of reasons for this. First off, Clemson's
0: a completely different thing. They refuse to get in the portal. They only want to recruit their kids. And at the end of the day, like they've they're kind of falling behind. They're they've been very vocal there that they're against NIL and all that other crap, right? The thing of it is is kids are not riding the bench anymore if they're good enough to play. They're going to transfer out and play right away. Dante Moore didn't go to Michigan because UCLA basically told him you can start today. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That's just, that's the new nature of this sport is it's becoming the NFL so quick. There's no more waiting game. Rookie quarterbacks used to be drafted and sat. Now they're, you know, freshman kids are walking it off the street and they're getting the snaps right away. And the second thing is, is like Alabama, they're still drafting well. And I'm sorry, they're still recruiting well. I still think they're coached well, but you're constantly getting sniped for for uh, coordinators,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I'm sorry, but you had a long run of quarterbacks, and all of a sudden you don't have one. That's going to show. I mean, that's
1: going to show quick. And it's kind of happening at Ohio State so far, right now. Yeah. No, I you're here. And here's it.
0: I have been reserving my judgment on Ohio State. I've been trying to channel it because I want so bad to call them out. But at the end of the day, they win 35-7. We win 35-7, both against teams that are not supposed to be very good. Um, they might, I'm going to give them the benefit out. They might just be dialing it back a little bit. Hey, we're not going to blow everybody out 50. We're trying to be more precise, control the line of scrimmage. Be, that could be the game plan. And at the end of the day, they don't have the quarterback this year, so they might have to change the way they're playing things. If they get railroaded by Notre Dame, I don't think
1: that'll be their only loss. I think they would have multiple. If
0: um,
1: they lose to Notre Dame, they're they're in for something.
0: They're yeah, in. if they lose to Notre Dame, I think they lose to Penn State, Michigan, and potentially some random other team in there, too. They just don't have... It doesn't look like they have the firepower. But then again, again, I'm reserving judgment because this is Ohio State. This is what they've been able to do for years is just kind of pop off at any given time. So um, I've tried to not be a hot take artist on them, but Notre Dame, they've been one of my more impressive teams. What they're doing right now looks extremely impressive. Uh, They're obviously at this point, just waiting out their battle with Ohio state. I think that's, that's all I was going to touch on. Oh, let's talk quickly on this. I want your opinion on here. Uh, number 23, Texas AM. According to, I forget the website, but you can basically see who has the best talent for, for like, based off star rating and stuff like that. Per this website, there are three teams that are projected better than in Texas A&M as far as roster goes. Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. Why does Texas A&M suck? Because I
1: think Jimbo Fisher's, Garbage ass coach. Was Jameis Winston just carrying him because he was pretty good there? I think I think I'll I'll channel my inner Shane Schroyer Sh- here right now. I think uh, I think that Jimbo Fisher Florida State team was was on the back of Jameis Winston. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's, that's totally on the table. I, ever since Jameis Winston left, I mean he. Didn't he leave Texas A M, didn't do anything, and then came back, and he is Jimbo four, Huh? Jimbo? I thought he didn't did he leave and then came
0: come back or So no? he had he had like one or two years after Jameis went at Florida State and then he left to go to Texas A and M for big money. He's never left.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry, my mind's all over the place. I'm getting my I'm getting Florida State and Texas A&M as the same school. I apologize. But no, so He's obviously two different schools, right? Yeah. I just, I just think that all the resources he's forking out right now, being uh, where uh, Texas A&M, and just it's not panning out. I just think that um, it's pretty glaring that it was because the the quarterback play was a lot better, um, maybe a little bit of everything, but I think Jameis Winston had a lot to do with his his uh, success there. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't I don't
0: see this ending well for him.
1: I don't know this. He's got
0: Bama, LSU. I think he plays Old Miss this year. It just doesn't look great. Um, let's talk a little bit of the big games, and then we'll get to the uh, the Michigan preview against Bowling Green. We'll get out of here. Um, Penn State at Illinois. You were right on Illinois. I was way too high on them. Uh, down in the dumps. Barely beat Toledo, get obliterated by Kansas. Penn State should have no issue going to Champaign, right?
1: Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I, you know, I'm not going to take Illinois lightly. Still, but Penn State definitely is going to have like their first real test here, Dr. Aller's first road game. So it's something I'm going to keep my eye on for sure because I'm intrigued. But I think they can get it done.
0: This is. Super weird, and it's probably not going to be talked about. Alabama is going to South Florida. Hmm. Really weird. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with South Florida. They play at Raymond James Buck Stadium. Okay. They share a stadium, okay? okay. I just thought that was weird, because everybody obviously gives Bama a lot of shit that they don't travel to stadiums out of conference. They're technically doing it. So I wanted to give them their props. <laughs> I wanted to give them their props uh here's a big one. Minnesota sneakily gets to two and oh They traveled in North Carolina, Drake May. I had a parlay money on North Carolina. That one was a little sketch. Where are you at on this one?
1: I, I have it on my list to uh, keep my my uh, my uh, ears open, my or my, my eyes and ears open, but uh, you know they did become very close. to was ab state. They had a winner overtime minnesota is somehow 2-0 um i think north carolina can pull this off because of drake may, but I'll never say never i guess michigan state <laughs> going through a lot of shit right now washington is. Go ahead, sorry if minnesota leaves this three and i'll be very shocked
0: that's fair to be fair though north carolina has struggled with both of their first wins yeah both of them have not looked great uh Michigan State, kind of a shit show program right now. They're going through some really, really tough stuff. Uh, they are 2 0. Number eight, Washington travels to East Lansing. Peacock exclusive. Washington beats Michigan State at home last year. This is a home and home. Washington take,
1: takes care of business, right? They're a 16 point favorite uh, as they open up as, um, I don't know, is Antonio going to. Yeah, uh, is he going to revitalize and bring everyone together or is it not going to matter and there's too much distraction we'll see
0: listen we we both hate michigan state we're totally in agreement that d'antonio being in the building is that's a huge lift for them right right yeah uh tennessee at florida tennessee could beat michigan per jack are they beating florida yeah, because Florida sucks. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's that's the majority. Let's get here though. Bowling Green one and one on the year. Um, they traveled to Michigan. Michigan's favored by forty and a half, which is again a, a large spread. They haven't really covered yet. Bowling Green lost to Liberty Week one, and then they took care of EIU, whoever the hell that is, Eastern Illinois. <laughs> Eastern Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are you at on this one? What does Michigan got to do? i neither of us think they're gonna lose this game. Where, where are we? What are we doing here?
1: Uh, get in, get out. Do do, do what you've been doing, but a little bit better. Obviously, you want to see improvement. So I'm, just, I'm assuming the same type of game plan is gonna be implemented. Stay balanced. Try to get as many guys uh, experience as possible. Again, we're supposed to see Alex Orgin and Moore Donegal this weekend in the second half, if possible. Um, Not sure about Rod Moore, if he's going to be healthy enough to play. Will Johnson played this past weekend. Uh, McCurry Page got a little more action, too. So keep an eye on those guys. Sheryl Moore is is the head coach in this game. And uh, Jack Harbaugh is supposed to be the assistant associate head coach, blah, 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 whatever. This um, This is the game I'm really hoping that, they can force more turnovers. Connor Basilak, the quarterback for BG, formerly at Indiana, previously in uh, at Missouri, threw three picks last week. Their backup, Camden, Camden, or threw two. So that's good news for us. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just more of the same one. Like I alluded to earlier, uh, just want to see some freshmen uh, make a name for themselves, but um, stay healthy, guys that are coming off an injury don't use them if you don't have to but um i'm thinking 47 is is reasonable um but yeah
0: yeah i'm just hoping that michigan continues to kind of stat pad get in get out and like you said get some of these other quarterbacks some time but at the same time build on these heisman campaigns get some touchdowns wouldn't mind seeing cornelius johnson get in the end zone Uh, Colson Loveland, little, a little bit more involvement. I wouldn't mind seeing out of him, but ultimately make it exciting and, uh, get that dub. So 30 points, 35, I'd like to see him hit the 40 something mark, 48 to six would be nice. That's where I'm at. That would cover, get you enough points. They score a couple times,
1: field goals. So... Mm. Well, anything else from, uh, from you, sir? No, um, just that this Friday, um, Ann Arbor Celine quarterback, CJ Carr committed to Notre Dame, five-star guy is going to be, um, playing my, uh, my bed for kicking mules. So if, uh, my kids are behaving, uh, I'm going to take them over to the stadium and possibly watch, uh, um, a future Notre Dame quarterback, uh, Pair up the kicking mules because last week Bedford played uh at Dexter and got blown out 44 nothing. So uh oh, we'll wait. see how do on defense versus uh a five-star quarterback. But I'm probably gonna be keeping my eye on that um if I don't go to it, but I'm trying to go to it anyway, but uh but uh other than that, man, I'm good. The whole Mel Tucker thing is is definitely interesting. He just like the whole The Pat Fitzgerald thing is like when Pat Fitzgerald hired his attorney and fired back and showed his side of the story, it's like, man, I want to believe what he's saying. But then you have all this evidence against him. And then with this Mel Tucker thing is like, she drops all this on him now. And it's like, he comes out with his attorney and his statement. It's like, I kind of want to believe Mel Tucker sounds confident, right? The way he's wording his his sentences and says he's got receipts. I mean, I don't know what's what's gonna happen here, but um, yeah, drama, drama ensues in the Big Ten. I tell you.
0: My biggest thing when when these kind of stories get out, and I, I I don't like to form an opinion, but essentially, if he has any sort of evidence that she was into it for even a minute, I think he. I mean, bygones be bygones, go your separate ways. Mm-hmm. If it's 100% her saying, okay, let's move on, stop it, stop it, I'm not, I'm not interested, and he keeps going, then you're at fault. You know what Right. I mean? But I'm not, a, and I'm not saying that just because she said yes once doesn't mean she says yes 100 times. I'm not saying that. I'm right. saying, you know, it doesn't sound like he actually did anything physical, right? It's all, this is all just verbal, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah allegedly. So, We'll see. I don't know. Um, Not a huge fan of Mel Tucker or Michigan State, so I don't really care how this goes down. I just hope that uh, whoever's innocent is innocent, and whoever's guilty is guilty, and if that's neither, then it's neither. All right, my man. We'll uh, we'll get out of here on a Tuesday night. Can't wait for more Michigan football, and uh, I'll see you next time. Go Blue. Go Blue.